2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. I think my voice broke there. This is album 45, signed, oh, the times by Prince. Guys, it's our AC Green album. A lot of people don't realize. <laughs> I, I just can told you I'm trying to be not? clean and can you bring restart? up AC Green right away. <laughs> that's like as far, it's like as far away from Prince as you can get, right? You know? The cleanest of the clean. Yeah, that's exactly. what I'm saying. Speaking of a guy who didn't ever slam dunk his balls, I mean, there's a guy right there. Oh, there we go. Listen, I State tried. of the podcast out the I tried. I tried. I tried. We had a little meeting before the podcast, and I said I'm not going to be dirty, and everybody just rolls their eyes when I say that. I don't understand why. Listen, guys, uh, I, I this is kind of cool, but I know that the other day you guys went out for burgers. The other day, Russ and I went out to the bar. Now that he is uh, waxed, vaxxed, and ready to make a pass, yeah. I didn't want to tell Russell this, Smooth but I actually recorded... I recorded, what'd you say? Nothing. See, now I'm listening more too. That was the other part of the meeting. I'm going to listen and respond. And then when I say, what did you say? And you say nothing. That's not a good, listen, I didn't want to tell Russell this, but I recorded the whole thing. Okay. And it turns out that Russell has some great pickup lines. Let's take a listen. Like this. Don't say like that. Oh, Russell, this is a great bar. Yeah. Let's, (laughs) let's go talk to some ladies. Let me see you some of your, what you got here. Uh, Hey, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It turns out that Russell has some fine O the pickup lines. <laughs> I wrote that down, so I wanted to say it. Fine O the pickup lines. Are we going to get spanked if we don't laugh at that one? Oh, Russell, this is a great bar. Yeah, let's let's go talk to some ladies. Let me see you some of your what you got here. Uh, hey, baby, what's going on? You play soccer? Oh, you look like a keeper. You know, I always thought happiness started with an H, but looks like it starts with you. Yeah. Say, do you have an Instagram? My mom always told me to follow my dreams. Oh! (laughs) Is that a mirror in your pants? Because I can see myself in them. There we go. Uh, Is that a groan? That was on the recording. (laughs) Hey, ladies, I'm Russ. If you're feeling down, I can feel you up. Whoa! Say, pretty baby, there's something wrong with my phone. Your number's not in it. Baby, if you word words on a page, I know you'd be the fine print. Baby, you must be a library book, because I keep checking you out. Yeah. Baby, you should be hanging in a museum, because you're a work of art. Yes. Hey, I'm writing an article on the finer things in life. Could I interview you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> lines. Russ's pickup lines. Yes. Wow. Oh, excuse me. Do you like bagels? Because you're my bagels. Oh, you a model, huh? You not well, baby. When did you quit? Did I tell you I run Spotify? Now you're on the hot singles list. Yes. Baby, you're so beautiful. You're so hot. Even my zipper's falling for you. <laughs> hey, do you have an inhaler? Because you have got that ass mug. <laughs> lines. Lines. Russ's pickup lines. Hey, I'm researching important dates in history. Do you want to be mine? Oh. Hey, <laughs> does anybody here want to go have on a baby? <laughs> When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time But you're just too lazy to look it up online 
so funny. If you want to hear guys who chat and then they you get never, off track. You never Venmo me when I invoice them for half that run. I've got that perfect podcast for you. Two-thirds. Two-thirds did it better. What's up, everybody? I'm here with three guys that are wondering if you're a haunted house. Because they scream every time they come inside you. We've got Aaron and... Do you want my alternate? I've got an alternate on dirty version. Okay, I've got an alternate. Guys, I'm here to th- with three guys who want to kiss you where it counts. Rosie in California. How are you doing, Rosie? I like that, Rob. That's a direct quotation from Prince. I'm very excited to do this podcast tonight, but I'm going to leave my pants on because I'm kind of going with someone. Matt in Minneapolis. Wow. Matt, how are you doing? Great, Rob. Thanks for having me as always. And I forgot that I usually do Aaron last. So I guess Russell today is going to drink up every ounce. Russell in Minnesota, oh. how are you doing, Russell? All these references. I took another bubble bath with my pants on and all my app <laughs> eating swiping stopped. Next time I play online euchre with all three of you, this is the ballad of Yahoo user pile of shit, too. Oh, <laughs> why am I writing the songs? That was brilliant, Russell. That <laughs> yeah, was fantastic. You're like, a, you're like a mini Edgar Allan Poe, and I'm realizing now he's not a poet, so I'm not sure why I picked that one. Matt started making a face when I started talking about bubble bubble baths with my pants on. No, that I'm would, upset because he, I usually wait until Russell's done to figure out if I can fit in with a lyric from the song, and then Russell took the same lyric and did it better. So yeah, was, Russell did it better. Russell did it better. That's our offshoot podcast where it's just Russell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just thinking of that podcast, how fun that would be. I would listen to that, Russell. Yeah, you want to do it, it on the Awkward Network. We got it going. Awkward Network? <laughs> I, you know, when he was talking about taking a, pant, a bath with his pants on, I had a real visceral reaction to that. Like, thinking about lying in a bathtub with pants on, I was just like, this is the worst. I've like, done that's that. the worst of all words, worlds. I've done what? it. Yeah, have you guys ever done shrink-to-fit jeans? <laughs> bath with the pants on? Yeah, have or you ever now, done shrink-to-fit jeans? What? Explain, explain shrink-to-fit jeans to me. I mean, I think I can figure it out, but... Levi's shrink to fit. You buy a pair that's two inches too big at the waist, two inches too long in the inseam. You, okay. I've they, never done that, by the way. I've never bought a pair of pants <laughs> that's like, oh, these are way too big. Yeah, <laughs> if like, I have to start going to like the big and tall section, it's like a defeating, yeah. demoralizing moment. And then yeah. you put the jeans on and you sit in the bath with the jeans on for an hour. Normal. And then you wear them around and let them dry on your body. And then they're supposed to what? shrink to your perfect size on your body. I don't, I think it's overrated. And you've done this. I don't, I did it. Yeah. Where where did you walk around with wet jeans for an hour? Just around Rockridge, Oakland, California. Oh my God. Take a walk down the street. (laughs) Oh, so you did this when you were like 30 something. Once again. Yes. All of the, all of the dumb shit that I've done that you think I did when I was 17. I did when I was 27, 37, you know, who knows right now. Matt's already copied like the fanny pack and he's writing this down. Am I willing to copy Aaron on will I go sit in the bathtub with jeans? And I think Matt's even yeah. saying no go on that. Aaron's neighbors are like, hey, somebody moved, just moved into that tiny house with all the ivy out front. Let's go see who it is. And then Aaron walks out in <laughs> sopping wet jeans <laughs> and goes, hey, how are you doing? By the way, I've slept in the garage for quite some time. <laughs> Everything's that fine explains, here. Nothing weird. That explains why my jeans were always so tight in the crotch. It's because I love pissing my pants. <laughs> And then those would dry. I mean, there's a, I'm not going to explain it. All right, let's go to the voicemail. So stupid. I can kiss my ass. Dumb shit listeners. They can't even tell what we're doing. God, the listeners are dumb shit. Hey, Rob and other hosts. Thank you. Uh, one of your dumb shit listeners here. Thought I'd oh, no. uh, call in with a few, uh, few thoughts. I like thoughts. Um, just wanted to say I, I love the part in every episode where it seems like you're, there's going to be a guest host. Uh, but it turns out it's just Matt and his uh, oh, oh. 
17 seconds to speak every episode. Um, also, Jeez. you guys just missed it. There were two birds chasing another couple <laughs> birds. It was, it, it was pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> lastly, I'll just say, love the pod, um, but Radiohead can suck it. Oh, <laughs> that's two weeks in a row where this Radiohead has been very by interested in picking on Radiohead. That might have that might have been the perfect call. It was short. <laughs> they said Rob and the other hosts, and then they just got out. They didn't try to like stick around. There was no uh, so what are we gonna say next? Like it was great. I love that call. I thought it was excellent. More calls like that, please. And Matt, now you, you guys say are, something. Are you messaging the government <laughs> to have this person eliminated, or what's going on there, Matt? Are you gonna respond? I, I'm trying to figure out who that was. Do we know who that is? I think I I may know who the, I may know who it is, and it's possible they have sent pictures of feet to Rob before. Well, then it's very possible they've got pictures of feet back. That's, <laughs> that's how it goes. Check out these sexy toes. And then there's a lot of, you know, that, like me just saying, check out these sexy toes and putting my fingers down there around the toes. And mm. and I'm not going to be dirty, so that's going to be the end of that conversation. It's a constant struggle with me. It really is. It's like Dr. <laughs> Jekyll it's a, it's and Dr. Jekyll 2 in me. That's it. There's all Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> Wait, was Jekyll, Jekyll the bad guy? Other Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Jerkle. I think I've made that joke before, but it is Dr. Jerkle <laughs> and Mr. Hide My Browser. All right. Oh. That's a good joke. I had that one pre-written. All right. Let's get how did, into... How do, how do people leave a Bex? How did, how did he get a hold of the Bex line, Rob? How do they get a hold of that? Well, you know what you could do is look at our Instagram where I post. Every time we record, I post, please call the Beck line. Today, we're talking about Prince. Nobody calls. Uh, but it is 802-277-2325. That's 802-277-BECK. Call that Beck line. <laughs> And we promise to make fun of you or not. If you call and say, don't make fun of me, I won't. I can do that. I'm strong enough. I really can. Let's get into rolling going. The three of you refuse to acknowledge that Radiohead sucks. We've had multiple callers call in and you guys refuse to acknowledge it. Yeah, but you're forgetting our callers are dumb shits. Hey, listeners, I hear you out there. I hear you and appreciate you. I kind of want to talk about Radiohead in the context of Prince or Prince in the context of Radiohead, but we'll get to that in the second half. Uh, Aaron, rolling going. How's it going with you? Oh, thank you, Rob. It's going great. I have. Um, You're welcome, Aaron. Yeah, thank you. This is very new. Being polite to Aaron here on the podcast. I really enjoy this new rapport we have. Um, my rolling going this week is uh, it's sort of a it's a two sides. Actually, it's a, it's a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde kind of situation, Rob. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, and yep. as I'm thinking about my rolling going, I'm thinking about a song in two parts by the American composer Charles Ives, where he wrote something called Memories. And the song has A and B. A is how pleasant and B is rather sad. And so I have two memories from this past week that I want to share with you guys. I had two parenting moments, uh, one that Matt is going to be disappointed with me about and the other he's going to be pretty proud. So on Saturday last weekend, we took my son for his first professional haircut. We took him to a. Wait, wait, how old is he? He's four. 35 years old. <laughs> he lives in the backyard and he's 35. Yeah. He's a feral child in California. Yeah. He got like the, the straight shave and everything to at his first haircut. Well, yeah. no, that's the thing is we took him to the stylist rather than the barbershop. So I know Matt's going to oh, be concerned. Oh, no, Matt. And I, um, <laughs> we were dog sitting last weekend and I ended up on dog duty rather than haircut duty. So I went um, to the bar across the street and had a beer and watched baseball while my wife took my son for his first professional haircut. You didn't even haircut. go with your son for his first I didn't, professional haircut. He wanted mom to go. And she, and she oh also was, she was, you know, he's got beautiful it, curly locks. She was concerned about how it was going to turn out. I was too. I, yeah. I trusted her more to 
communicate what the haircut needed to be. So she took on the haircut while I watched. And since baseball. Aaron's the boss of the family, he was like, you know what? I think I really think it's best that you take him and not me. <laughs> he definitely wasn't like, what do you want me to do? Watch? You want me to watch the dog? Okay. And then he goes to the bar and everybody's like, why are your jeans sopping wet right now? What, what is going on with that? You, you can really uh, set your, these are, these are dry to fit jeans. Yeah, that's it. You can really set your watch to every time before these podcasts where Aaron says, I'm the boss of the family. It's yeah. like every time on the hour it happens. Mm -hmm. He always says right. it before we start recording. He says it in yeah. a really yeah. loud voice, yeah. like in a mean way. Yeah. So that was, that was my um, rather sad memory. Did it turn, week, did his haircut turn out, turn out all right? It did. It turned out great. Like he, well, he kind of, he looks like, it kind of looked like Andy Gibb from the Bee Gees. Like if you guys have seen, he's got like the nice, he's got the bangs and then some long curls coming down the sides. Like he's a very, it's a good, you know, it's not, yes, it's what not all a, kids want to look like the Barry Gibb. <laughs> yeah. He's a very handsome kid. He's got great hair. So the whole thing was, we didn't want to yeah. cut the hair too much. And I trusted Anna to deal with the haircut more than I, and, and bonus, I got to watch some baseball and drink a beer with Benji. Yeah. But the name. very pleasant memory, and I think Matt will be proud of this one, is that we went to our first kid's birthday party in a year on Sunday morning. So we went to this birthday party. It was at a very nice home. Enjoyed the birthday party. It was all three, four, five-year-olds. Your, like, your kid was like, dad, dad, this house has five rooms. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's amazing. They don't have all their clothes hanging up. This is unbelievable. <laughs> you know, what was amazing was we had, he had to go to the bathroom while we were there and he really loves other people's bathrooms. He's like, Oh dad, this toilet flushes different than our toilet. Yeah. But the, the major Australia. thing that I think Matt's going to be proud of is that he full on Irish goodbye his first kid's birthday party. We were there. Nice. And <laughs> it was like, they did a thing for the kids where it was like, that we're going to, you know, oh, hey, everybody, a dinosaur laid eggs in the front yard. Everybody's going to get their eggs. We ran to the front yard. He got his egg, had his Hot Wheels in it. The kids were still partying. There was Wait another 20 minutes to go in the party. Was there really a fucking dinosaur laying eggs in the front yard? <laughs> so he got his he got his party favor. We were in the front yard. He's He had no shoes, no socks on because he'd been playing in the sandbox. And he said, can I go? And he just walked straight to. And this is like, this was a fancy house where the mom of the house had to like, put the code into the gate to open the gate. And so yep. like, oh, we'd no. be like, Oh, Hey, six, um, nine, can six, you nine. let Wallace out? So like he went down to the gate, his mom was still trying to talk to another mom. And I was like, Hey, you know, Wallace, your, your mom was trying to talk to Callie's mom. He's like, she'll meet us at the car. He's full on just walking down <laughs> the sidewalk barefoot. He was out of yeah. there. He got, he didn't say goodbye to anybody. He went, Yeah. sorry, your party sucked. See you later. I got my dinosaur <laughs> egg. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised he didn't come up when you guys were like talking to the parents and he's like, dad, in this house, they use the bathroom to go to the bathroom. They don't sneak out to the, to the backyard. And then he had to be like, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You see, the thing is I was in a tent. And so I had, listen, you, you, do you, do you know how to download to a podcast. I can give you a summary. I actually did an audio diary that is available on the podcast. Aaron. You know, that's the thing though, isn't it? It's like kids birthday parties and kids friendships i've said it before but it's so weird because literally the only thing you have in common with these people is that you have kids the same age that's right. it so yeah, like nothing. we've been to some and jenny's jenny's run into mothers at child's birthday party i'll never forget it where they were like oh you're a pathologist oh do you do a lot of autopsies on babies and this was like at a kid's Ooh, birthday wait, party yo and i was like i'm gonna get my dinosaur i can get out of here i'll see you guys <laughs> later like yeah i'm walking down but, the street but then you're you're stuck at the, with this conversation with the psycho. You can't escape because you're at a kid's birthday party. Matt, what's your what's your dad's style of kids' birthday parties? You taught 
chat up the other dads, the other moms? What's your style at a kid's birthday party? I try to at least pretend like I want to be there, you know, like that I don't have <laughs> like a podcast to go listen to or be on or something like we, that, we, you know. We, and, we know you don't have to listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it, and it's tough and it comes back, Rosie, your, your kid, it's it's funny because I think most kids are like that. They're pretty blunt and direct. Like you want them to say thank you. You want them to say, hey, happy birthday. And they're just like, meh. You know, I'll yeah. see you. Like, yep. we've got that with our kids with like grandma and grandpas, right? Like grandma and grandpas, they do all of this stuff and they set up this great dinner and <laughs> they got all these games and all, you know, and stuff. And they're like, can I go now? Yeah. You know, and it's like, just hold on, you know, give it, <laughs> give it five more minutes and you can't do it. So yeah. you've so, got to say under your breath in that parenting voice, you got to be like, we all want to go right now, but we can't. <laughs> so here's the question. When you guys as parents host the birthday party, Aaron, have you had a, 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 birthday party hosted at your house yet we've we've been no people for a while your son's kind of young but matt and rob your kids got to be old enough where you've hosted a party when when parents or kids leave early are you happy are you offended what's your style when you're hosting the kids party i'm at the age now where the kids don't the parents don't stay and Mm. i'll tell you what that is a it's a double-edged sword because when you're throwing the party it's the real deal you know as a teacher it's not that bad it's like oh only 20 kids who want to are high on cake like i can handle that that's (laughs) nothing to me that's two-thirds that's two thirds full for me, but, it, but like Jenny, Jenny can't students. handle it. I mean, Jenny's used to sit in an office with a microscope and nothing. And then she's in there with these kids are just going, <laughs> and at one, at one birthday party, there's all girls. And then these two boys. And of course the two boys are over throwing a ball against the wall as hard as they can. While the girls are like having lunch and like chatting with each other. The boys are like, yeah, yeah. And Jenny goes, go and take that ball from them. And I said, if I, go, I said, if I go take that ball, you're going to wish in about two minutes that they had that ball. Because whatever they do next is going to be way worse. (laughs) It's going to be really bad. But what we do now is we just go rent somewhere for a party. We don't do parties at home anymore. We'll go to the Mm. pool. We'll rent a room. We'll tell the parents, okay, drop them off at 11, pick them up at 3. Yeah, VIP, right? Rob, VIP room. VIP. no object. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They come in. Strippers are already there. It's not a big deal. (laughs) Um, and so they have a, so like, they'll just come in, drop off the kids. We'll order lunch delivered. We'll order a cake delivered. Like the, the pool's there. And I like jump in to make sure they don't kill each other. And then that's it. Like it's, it's the greatest party ever. It's, you don't want to do it at your house because you get, you get kids. The parents don't come. It's a disaster. So back to the first question, my style at these birthday parties, (laughs) when I have to go there is to try to find one or two people and have a conversation. That's not work. Mm. Yes. Just don't yeah. ask somebody. Yeah. What do you, what do, you do? do? That's like right. the worst thing. Yep. Yeah. That and how many more kids you're going to have and things like that. Like just mm-hmm. stay away do, from do and yes. do yeah, that kind of a thing. <laughs> and so eventually, you know, if you're just nice, if you kind of put out just a little bit of a vibe, like, Hey, you know, like, yeah, great party. Thanks for having us. All mm-hmm. that stuff. Somebody will come over and talk to you. And then you end up finding that, you know, I always go into these things thinking that the, these people are all just going to be a bunch of morons that I don't want to talk to. And they're always all great people. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and so you always find somebody that you got something. So I've, I've got a bad attitude that I got to change going into it. Now, Rob's got it right now. Back to the hosting the party. Keep that thing as short as you can do it. You know, the three hour birthdays, it gets long for me as the quote unquote host, which I can't stand. Um, you know, cause you're essentially babysitting some other, somebody else's kids. Yeah. Right. And you can't, treat them like you treat your kids. And so then it's, you're, you're kind of stuck for a while. It's kind of like coaching T-ball. 
but you know, it's a one kid, man. There's this one kid. I just can't get him to put his glove on straight. So, uh, but yeah, but like there, there's, there's a big business out there, right. Of just hosting. How do you not put a glove on right? There's only one hole. Rob, Rob, follow your own rules. There's only one hole. There's five. Go ahead, man. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay. So there's a huge business, right? And they make a ton of money and they can have every last dollar that I've got to host my kids for two hours where they hire some high school kids, but no tip, you know, to essentially run everybody through and you just got to sign a waiver and all that stuff. And you know what? Take it, whatever I've got in the bank account, you can take it. You can have it. You be in charge of watching my kids for two hours and I'll just sit back and, and, uh, you know, I'll go broke for a while. I'm not going to eat any pizza. I'm not going to have to, I'm not going to be able to buy any beer for a while, but you go ahead. Take all my money. <laughs> Papa, you're not going to tip that man who's taking down the bouncy castle, are you? Papa, don't tip that man. Papa, I barely jumped on all the trampolines at this place. Please don't tip that man. He, he yelled at me when I pushed him in the ball pit. Yeah, kids' birthday. I, I, kids' stuff. You know, it's so weird because like I love my kids and I think they're so great. But like my one had a dance recital today. It lasted twenty one minutes. And when they were like, "Oh, that's it," I, I stood up and went like this. Yes, like yeah. that. They were like, "This is the end." And I go, "Yes," because I don't want to watch all these other kids dance. Like I don't, I don't care about those kids. Rob, did you look behind you and was there a dad that was just holding his thumb down the whole time, like you do on the airplane, or not? <laughs> yeah, he didn't like. He didn't like the ballet. He's like. <laughs> He's more of a jazz guy, hip hop dance. He, he stood up and said, this is a ballet minus. And I was like, Hey, I got a podcast. You should listen to it. It's a good one. Rolling going. Russell, how's it going with you? Have you guys ever gone on a date with a woman who doesn't speak the same language as you? Nope. Nope. But I'm here for the story. Mm. Have you Russell? Are we talking about love? Are we talking about love languages or spoken languages? I might need to go to the, I might need to go to the corner and, and get your guys advice and see if whether this is a good idea or not. It's a great idea. I do. And, and, and actually I take that back. And I can tell you the story. Of Russell's <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Oh, okay. I just skip the map. You guys ever seen love? Actually, it totally works. This is going to work. No problem. All I know is I know how to say I'm horny in sign language. So whatever that's worth. <laughs> Russell, you know, often I feel like my wife and I don't speak the same language. You guys know what I'm talking about. Ooh. <laughs> I did the close up thing because it was a horny ass joke. All right. Go ahead, Russell. Sorry. A, a, a few weeks back, you know, we got caught up in the, the pregnancy date. There was all sorts of random stuff going on, but I didn't we even all, tell you guys. I may or may right. not have gone on a date where we did not speak the same language. And so we connected on an app. It became clear we didn't speak the same language. And she said, hey, we can go out, but you need to be patient. We're probably going to have to use some sort of translator for most of the date if you're up for that. And I said I'm up for that. And I may or may not have gone out a date weeks ago with a woman who we did not speak the same language. Well, when you say translator, I'm imagining literally a third human on your date who's translating for you, which to mm-hmm. me sounds so fascinating. Awesome. I would have to do it. Like, I hope it's her grandmother or oh. her brother or something. Any of it would just of course, be like Eric's so. Grandmother. Yeah, that's a really mom. funny joke. He, 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 he had to so jump funny. a generation for his kinks. <laughs> this is actually a friend's episode. Yeah. 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 Eric shows up. He's like, oh, look at this tattoo I have on the small of my back. My grandmother's right here. It's perfect. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, would, I would go just to say. So, so when you say translator wrestler, are you talking about a human being or are you talking about a phone kind of situation? Ask your abuela if you are on birth control. Is that, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that's 
grandmother in Spanish, by the way. This was this weeks Thanks, ago, Rob. but yeah, I actually went on a date with someone, and we used a translator, but it was like a Google translator. So essentially, you would hold the phone, and you would hold a button, either English or Spanish, and say okay. what you wanted to say, and then it would immediately put it into a reader so the other person could read what they had just said. Yeah, like and that. we had like a very fun day, aspect. and the communication went much better than I was expecting it would yeah. go. It was it was kind of a fun time, and and you guys will get a kick out of this. The coolest thing about it is if you say something that's kind of dumb or moronic or doesn't hit, you can just say, "Oh no, no, no!" The translator didn't get that. There's something off yeah. with the translation on that. That actually sounds mm-hmm. perfect. I think that rocks because at any time I've made a mistake with my wife, it's because I have to say something to her face right away that I haven't practiced. The number of times where I've written her a text and it's like a long text, you know, it's like one of these that I look at and I go, oh, no, oh, I certainly can't send that. I have to delete, delete, delete. Like maybe that's what I need is just like a translator is just English to English. So I type it in of like, you know, do you want to hear about my day at work? And instead of like, you know, breathe heavy, I just say yes. Like, I think that's a great idea. I love that. This girl's translator did not pick up on my heavy breathing. So that was a fantastic part about it. What like, rest, where did you go for this, Russell? Like, I, I imagine that it would be, you know, some places it would be tough, but did you go to like a sit down? We were, we were in kind of a, a bar that was not too crowded. So at first I was thinking, this is going to be awkward. People around us are going to see that we're speaking through what a phone and we're speaking different languages. And I was not concerned about it, but I, I was aware that this could be a thing. But once we got down and we kind of got into a groove of, hey, we're using the phone as a translator and... We probably used it for 90% of the date, but it was actually a pretty fun time. And I think we both had a good time. Now, whether whether she ever responds to me after my whole uh wearing the the pants in the bathtub picture that I sent, <laughs> I can't I can't explain that. But maybe her abuela will tell her this is this is customary in our in our culture. Now, Russell, is it true that let me check this out? I have a I have your some of your messages that you translated. Let me play one right now. Okay. This is the size of a normal penis in the United States. Is that true? <laughs> Did you write that? <laughs> no, no comment. Russell, I do, I do admire your your courage with this stuff. That you you will you will try things. I think I think the the ladies that you date must really appreciate that. So ha- my my kudos to you. Do you guys know it that it looks like a bird's nest with gum in it? What? It's still reading it. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no, it, it got that translation wrong. That's what I had to say about it. Oh yeah, yeah, no. This takes time. When I have to type in everything, it really takes time. Like, and I have to think about what I'm typing, which is why I can't believe. I mean, but stuff question mark. <laughs> Wait, that's the, the thing funny thing is we're Rob, not allowed to interrupt for Rob. Rob, Rob says joke. no interrupting, and all the computer voices interrupting us. <laughs> right? Well, I don't need you guys. I could have a conversation with this guy. He's great. For all the listeners that that weren't part of the pregame show, Rob told us we're not allowed to interrupt him anymore. And then he's holding up his finger and saying we can't interrupt while he types thing into his computer voice. You know, I had a, um, I had a friend on my trip to Russia who hooked up. I was just feverishly typing while he's talking. (laughs) Okay. Pause it and type it and then play it. It's just a great penis. Actually me and I am healthy. (laughs) That was gray. A gray, a gray gray penis actually means I'm healthy. Oh, this is my work computer. God damn it. I forgot about that. <laughs> Shit. Um, I had a friend of mine, uh, not a friend of mine. I went to Russia with some people that I was friends with and a bunch of, they were not the most normal people, but it was, it was a fun trip. <laughs> and one of them 
hooked up with this woman who spoke no English because Russia, like it was, it was a wild trip because nobody spoke English. And so he like rented a room, the floor above us on his own and brought this girl back to this room. So of course we did what any good buddies on a trip would do. And that is that we printed out some of the lyrics to uh, Wild Thing and we taped it to his door. So when he got back with this girl, just said, that's what happens when bodies start slapping and doing the wild thing. And I think because she couldn't read English, I think that was trouble. No, Rob's typing. Rob, you have to stop typing. I will now. stop. I'm sorry. We need you to be It'll the kiss captain. you where IT counts. Oh, not IT counts. Why would you say IT, IT counts? <laughs> I'll kiss you where IT counts. That doesn't make even make any sense. Prince okay, says that on I'm, we're I'm going off, off the rails. Page. No more, t- Rob. You can type it the final joke, but you need to pause. No more typing. <sighs> it's like the fart sound effects. I have to delete them for my own good because I yep. can't trust myself. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's like junk food. You just got to keep it out of the house. It's, it's not any good. Uh, Matt, rolling, going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. A couple things. One, Rosie, you'll be happy to know that the best way to break in a baseball glove is to also put your hand in it, soak it in a like a five-gallon bucket for about 30 seconds so all hey. it stops bubbling. And then you have it on your hand. It's formed to your hand, and you play catch with it. And it starts to form the pocket. And then you put three balls in, type, uh, wrap you know, wrap it up, and then that that forms your glove. And so it's that's so the, great. I never knew that. Yeah. Can I interrupt you guys to ask a parenting question that has to do with baseball? Uh, no, you can't. And so yeah, my second bad, no plowing yep. through, no plowing I'm learning through. learning how to this break into baseball. Part of one of the lessons. Go he ahead. Asked. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Rob, interrupt. We need my, you to interrupt. My daughter got back the other day from a friend's brother's baseball game. And she said, oh, yeah, the friend's mom taught me how to throw and catch a baseball. And now I know how to throw and catch a baseball. And I was like. Isn't that my job? Like, I, yeah. somebody's stealing my parenting duties. Yeah, you, you I'm at home, like, editing a podcast, and she's out learning how to catch. It really is like Cats in the Cradle by Little Kid Joe or whatever. Yes. <laughs> is that bad? Man, should I be teaching my own kids how to throw and catch a baseball? I know I want to edit a podcast like you, Dad. <laughs> You're teaching them plenty in life, Rob. You can't teach them oh, everything. No. You got you to gotta let something come from the uh, outer ether. That's really so you're doing plenty yeah, right. You're doing a great job. <laughs> they they, they did hear me writing that pickup line song today. So I think they did learn quite a bit. So that's good. Man, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. The only thing I was going to bring up this week um, was that I was reading an article. I, I work in commercial real estate, you know, from a, as a general kind of making bank, uh, area making where bank. I work. And, one of the articles that comes across one of these publications that I just get daily in my email uh, talks about the comeback of retail being led by vinyl stores, hey. or vinyl record stores. Okay. Like and so like it's it. talking about, you know, there's like essential real estate, like your grocery stores and things like that, which obviously come back. But then there's all of these boutique type things where, it, you know, how do you get back just regular old, restaurants and things like that. And one of the ones that's like not a restaurant or, or a, uh, you know, essential retail stop is the, is the vinyl record store. And mm-hmm. apparently according to this article, um, last year, vinyl actually outsold CDs, um, as Dang. a, as a form of, of listening to music. And so, you know, it kind of goes on to say that it's kind of the hipster. It's more than just the hipster cool guy thing anymore to go to a record store is that it's kind of like, you've got all of these people, a lot of them are getting up in, up in age, getting some gray hair, losing some hair, and they're, they've got some disposable income. And, you know, anybody can stream anything now. You could listen to the most obscure 
uh, song that you've ever wanted to hear. We can go find, we can find, we, we have found, you know, as many crazy things, you know, most of the things that Rosie listens to, you know, we're finding some of that stuff and, you know, but to actually physically hold like a, you know, Smashing Pumpkins album or a Pearl Jam album or something Probably like that. It's like, don't hold it what, when what are you going to, what are you going to spend your down. money on? You know, things like that. And so, you know, it kind of comes back to the days of, of baseball cards. Uh, you know, I think it used to be cool to go get baseball cards, but that was really more of a kind of like a kid teenager type thing. I mean, there's still some adults that do it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool that you know, at least one uh, major publication was uh, shouting out vinyl as a way of, of kind of bringing back retail. So I still get I my like football that. cards these days by running up to cops real fast and yelling, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> give me the- it doesn't get the response I want most of the time, but yeah, it was Kansas City Chiefs. I like that. And, and we're also on a run of two albums in a row that I happen to own on vinyl. And um, if I could find the um, 1978 recording of Pharaoh Sanders and Phyllis Hyman that I was listening to on Spotify the other night, I would buy that on vinyl too, but I had to stream that one because I don't own it. So Matt, you're hundred percent right on all counts. No idea. You said two names. I've never heard those names in my life before. So I had to click it. I didn't click it at all last week. I realized. Aren't they, aren't, aren't we listening to them right now? Aren't we hearing them? <laughs> no. Because I, no. Right. You can't. Oh, they're listen not to this. YouTube. Rosie, I see why so you like smooth. this. You're going to like it. Yeah. Oh, this is good stuff. You Matt had mentioned going to the vinyl stores and kind of the hipsters, people being into that. But I got to say, I know three people now on this podcast that are normal fanny pack wearers or are buying fanny packs. <laughs> I Aaron brought up fanny packs a few weeks ago. And then within a week, Rob had a gold, like a bright gold fanny pack. Like it's he's calling it as pack. much attention as he possibly can to the mm-hmm. fanny pack. To his fanny. Then Matt, to bring our listeners by the scene, Matt started texting about, well, what kind of fanny packs do you guys have? But Aaron, there's got to be part of you as like a wannabe hipster where if Rob and Matt wannabe. start wearing the fanny pack, <laughs> you're going to revolt. Like you don't want these other old boring dads to be part of the fanny pack crew, do you? I hadn't Admitted thought of it that Aaron. way. I mean, I... I, I thought of it that way. I did it. Oh, now he's crying. I've never really led any kind of movement before. So if I can lead this the fanny movement. pack movement on Beck did it better. I'm i that's the first movement I've ever led. So I'm going to feel pretty proud of myself, but didn't everybody here get record players because of you? I mean, you led that movement. You don't still have, you don't have a record player yet though, Rob. Well, no, my apartment is too small. That would never Rob work. Just bought a bunch <laughs> of those fancy rubber pads, but no record player to go <laughs> above the pad, right? Yeah. I listen, I, I will tell three you girls, I'm, I'm really having some trouble her. with static on my records right now. And I'm I'm at a I'm at my wits end about it. I got a couple records that are fully statically charged. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about buying an anti-static gun. I don't understand how these things work. I'm reading about static electricity. Rob, I'm going to need an, an in-service about you it sometime. Buy, you want to buy a gun? There's Rose Mr. Second Amendment gun. again. Here it comes. It's, it's about that time. You can set your watch here and Second Amendment things. Listen, I can talk to you about electricity, but I'm either going to be pretty positive about it or pretty. <laughs> oh, no. What? So, Matt, when you said you were in commercial real estate, do you ever do the da 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 da? I love that commercial. That's my favorite one. What the fuck are you? What commercial? About? <laughs> commercial. It's a callback. I was going back. All right. So rolling going with me. How's it going? That was I didn't actually want you answered. I just had that joke ready to go. Oh, it was a good one too. Let's see what voice generator thinks of that joke. No, Rob, that no. was a really good joke. Thank you, voice generator. My kid now speaks in a British accent. I don't <laughs> know. Which wait, which one? Rob, you were talking about your kids. 
And in my mind, I have an impression that your oldest kid is like more like Jenny. Your youngest is more like you. Oh, yeah. But I could be wrong. So when you talk, which one has the British accent? The older older one and her friend now both have a British accent. So the one that is more like Jenny has a British accent. And what she does is she ends the sentence on an up tone. Explain. So instead of, hey, Ron Burgundy, instead of, hey, can you close the door? She'll be like, can you close the door? Can you close the door? Papa, are we getting pizza? We're getting pizza, like stuff like that. And I, and, and Jenny and I just look at each other and start Are we going for a swim this afternoon. Well, I knew it was bad. Cause she asked where the aluminum cans go. And oh like, no. Aluminum. That's such a weird. <laughs> yeah. Way. Where did this she, come we went from? to the zoo and she looked at the zebras and I was like, Oh no, this is bad. <laughs> uh, so I don't know where she gets like, it from. I have talked to her about it a dozen times. She keeps saying I'm not speaking in a British accent, but her friend did get made fun of at school for the way she talked in a British accent. And I told her, I said, when we go, to Minnesota this summer, my family will make fun of you nonstop for having a British accent. And it, and I've tried to stop her because I don't want her to have a tough time at school. But then I think back to my childhood. There was a time where I hurt my knee. Somehow I was jumping down the stairs in my house and I hit my knee like on a pillow or something. Like I was jumping into a thing of pillows. I hurt my knee and then I decided that I needed to walk with a cane. And we had an old wooden oh cane. God. And so I walked around with it. Oh, you got to be. And then I brought me. it to school with me for like three days and walked with a cane at school. Now, at some point, looking back, it is, it is, oh, stop! I'm interrupting. I know we're not allowed to interrupt. It is a miracle you've ever had sex with a woman. The <laughs> fact that, like, you walked around with a cane as like a 15 year old kid, like, it is a it it Got is it. a miracle of modern science that you have outlasted the fact that you walked around with a cane, not not crutches, a cane. I think this year, Russell, I'm probably doing it the same rate that you are, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. At some point, I don't like that. Uh, well, no, I assume that it's good. a lot. Uh, so here's the thing is that my, at some point, like Father's Day is coming up around when we release this episode. Should my parents have stepped in and be like, you cannot bring a cane to school. You cannot do that. You look like a crazy person. They, I was just like, I'm going to bring a cane to school. They were like, okay. And I did it for three days. But like, I, I mean, I think about there's so many things that you could try to protect your kids from, from, I mean, just like getting out of the car, things like that. But like, I'm so conscious of not creating like uh, phobias or, you know, any sort of weird self-conscious thing. Like, I mean, eventually you just got to be like, yeah, hey man, just do you and mm-hmm. let them figure some of that stuff out themselves, right? Like, you don't need your parents to be the, yeah, the one hovering on over you. And I don't know, Rob, don't, don't know. you see I, plenty of that? I don't know. Man, if, if, your, if your kids decide they're going to take a cane to school and you guys don't say something, child protective services maybe needs to be called. <laughs> but that's like the least, like, that's like one of those least, things that could ever really go wrong with anything like i I mean in the real world yes it's not that big of a deal but in the world of like getting along with other high schoolers your kid taking a cane to limp around for a few days high school yeah but you need to jump in someone needs to jump in i'm the opposite of aaron i did all my dumb stuff when i was actually young like i wasn't like (laughs) 25 in my 30s oh no but now are you gonna let your daughter use the cane because it's sort of a british kind of look like is she gonna wear a monocle and a top hat with the cane (laughs) go to school I, you know what? I'll hey, record her talking. Aaron, I'll you're show such, you guys. You're such a jerk. Aaron, Rob has never Wait. made fun of your son in any manner. <laughs> no. And now you're out here picking on Rob's daughter for because she's got a British accent. Aaron. I've never made fun of that little Aaron. Prince Valiant with his long hair and the big bangs. <laughs> he does look like Prince Valiant. It's true. <laughs> I feel like now your wife's actually going to be mad at me for a good reason. I think Prince Valiant isn't the worst thing you could say. <laughs> No, like I mean, like Instagram and like everybody trying to post like perfect things all the time, stuff like that. Like, just let people 
do their own thing and be weird and, and have fun. And if you want to wear a monocle, like what's the worst that could happen? Like one, some kid just says, well, nice dumb fucking monocle kid. You know? <laughs> oh my okay, God. Right. Who's you know? That? Tell me who this kid is. I'm going to go beat the shit out of him. But like, right. Like, I mean, honestly, like if that's the worst thing that happens is like they get made fun of for wearing a monocle, like great. Your kid's doing great. Kind of a thing. I, don't I actually know. think my- let kids be weird. Let them be themselves is a great yeah. segue to this album. If we were thinking about talking about music on this podcast. What yeah. music? And maybe, and maybe, maybe, maybe half of my reason for saying this is I think I didn't ever do any, and I know I did something, and my mom can call in and while she's folding clothes and tell you about the weird <laughs> stuff I did sometime. But you know, like I think I just think of you know me growing up, I just was always trying to be like a couple couple grades older, things like that. So I didn't really care to like step out and do anything. And I don't know. I mean, like was that a good bad? I, I think it turned out semi okay, but like. There's so many cool people, right? That just did their own thing. And you're like, hey, I think looking back on it, I think about how cool it was that they had the guts or the balls or whatever you want to say to kind of step out and do Try wear stuff. rose colored glasses, you know, and things like purple. that. All, all I know is I have three great friends on this podcast. And if any one of you would have told me to comb my hair over the last 12 years, my dating life would have probably gone a lot better. So thanks for <laughs> nothing, assholes. But I think that's all the time, right? Like, I look back at me, I look like a grandmother with my hairstyle from high school to college. Like, I look terrible. I wish somebody would have said, your hair looks terrible. You know who did say that a ton? My mom. And that's the number <laughs> one reason I did not cut my hair, is I didn't right. want to do what she right. said. <laughs> Let's talk about the album real quick. We are talking Just about Sino quick. the Times with Prince just to give you an idea of where Prince was at, at when he was. I love start- how Rob says it. Sino, Sino the time. Yeah, yeah. What is it? It's not sign of the times. It's Sino. Rob, it's a Aaron, peace how sign, right? Say, how do you say it, Aaron? Sign of the times. No, it's not of. It's not of. I agree with Aaron. I think you're saying it, Rob. You're, you're no. wrong. But you just let it run off the, off the tongue. Just sign of the times. You don't, you know, it's yeah, just sign like- of the, t- sign of the times. Oh <laughs> you're, you're putting what? like you're putting like a British accent, like your daughter. You're like sign all the times. Yeah, the it times. doesn't rhyme with rhino. Just yeah, sign no, sign all the times. Well, guess what? Host your own fucking podcast. Then I'm oh, saying the way I want. Oh, that's fired. Oh. All right. When Prince started doing this album, Spanish, it'll be easy. <laughs> when Prince started to record this album, just to give you an idea of where he was, he had the number one song in the country at the time with Kiss, classic. He also right. had the number two song at the time with Manic Monday by the Bangles. Like right. he, he produced it or, or he wrote, wrote it or what? Yeah, he wrote that. Yeah, he wrote so it. So he's he's an absolute star at the point. Because he was so sleeping it, with the number one bangle at the time. That would help, right? Yeah. That would that would that would <laughs> Hey, I wrote you this song. We should sleep together. Or maybe it's the other way around. Who knows? And who knows? But so basically he he prints at this time, he's working on a solo album called Camille where he's going to play this androgynous kind of David Bowie type character, but he's also going to sing in a female voice and kind of do both sides. And there's a taste of that on this album. Uh, And then he was also going to make the last, uh, he was going to make a a album with the revolution, his band called dream factory. It was going to be a double album. Well, unfortunately he broke up with the revolution before this all happened. He had the double album. He was then going to combine Camille and this double album into a triple album. And so they actually, they actually had record executives come to Paisley park, sit in the studio, which they said never, ever happened before and tell him, you cannot do a triple album. This album has to be shorter. So even though I think all double stamp, you can't triple stamp. double. Exactly. Even though I think all double albums are too long. And I think this one is too long. 
he, this one wanted to be way longer, which I found out when I downloaded the deluxe set of this, and it was eight CDs long. So oh. I did not. Uh, oh, eight CDs? Yeah. It's CDs, this, you know, because his, CD his songs estate is cashing in on, on re- releasing stuff uh, posthumously, right? Yeah, that's a big part of it. Eight CDs is a lot. Like Aaron would skip his son's first haircut for if he could get eight free CDs, right? Yeah. Aaron, <laughs> like that's a lot of CDs. Honey, I can't take him to cut his hair. I've got to piss my pants, walk around with his wet baseball glove on, and listen to these eight Prince CDs. So it seemed to me when I was doing research on this, if you are a smart person, and you know me, my brain is very small, so I'm always trying right. to do what smart people do. Smart people say this is their favorite Prince album. They they this is what it is. Aaron, why do smart people say this is their favorite Prince album? Why do they say this is his best album? Two facets to why people say this is their favorite or his best Prince album. And one is the story behind the album. And that is that Prince did it all by himself. This is even more so than Stevie Wonder on on Intervisions. This is all Prince doing everything. You know, even on Intervisions or Songs in the Key of Life, you know, Stevie had someone else doing the programming on the Moog and the other synthesizers he was working on. Craig Billigans. Look Greg at Billigans. the <laughs> liner notes for Sign of the Times. It says it says the the names of the two engineers, um, which I should know I should know their names and I've, I've forgotten them. Plus, Prince also engineered this record. It's Eric Leeds on sax and Atlanta Bliss on trumpet, and then everything else is Prince. He did the whole thing by himself. There's a great uh, Rolling Stone article about this album and his his. Uh, producer or the woman that was like the producer of this album said that when Prince came down and he was playing the drums, you had to make sure the bass and the guitar were ready to go. Cause he would hop off that, get on the guitar and play and then hop off that and get back on the drums. You had to make sure everything was ready to go because he was just cranking out these songs like crazy. Yeah. He did the whole thing on his own. So knowing that you have a different appreciation for the album, knowing it, but my thing and Matt, we've talked about this too, you know, does that matter when you're listening? Does it, does it change how you, does it change how you hear the music? Probably not, you know, knowing it later makes you appreciate it more, but it doesn't change that you're feeling listening to the music. So I think the second reason why people think this is his best album is number one, there are great songs on it. And number two, this is the one that just shows the full breadth of his imagination. This is everything. This is him doing every style doing every sound imaginable and they Mm -hmm. all came from his brain. So to me, that's why people would say it's his, his best or their favorite. Say what you want about the album. At least this is a singular vision of like one person. You're like, this is, this is what he wanted to put out. And this is what he puts out. Should we get into the album? Let's get into it. Let's get into Sino the Times. And listen, this is <laughs> right away. We have the a time. Sino the Times. We have right up front, Aaron, and in your face. This is a titular track that's a right the off the back. track in the face. Aaron, Take the titular here we track go. Right in the Sino face. the <laughs> Times. Dang, Aaron. I don't, I'm surprised that gets over the ledge of the video there. <laughs> I think one of the fun things about this track is that it's uh, and I hadn't thought about this until I read uh, Hanif Abdurraqib's uh, tribute to the album on its 30th release this is Prince in conversation with hip hop this is Prince saying hey hip hop is doing street stories I need to I need to get involved in this I need to tell some street stories and, and Prince was always hip hop adjacent I know he rapped on a couple of tracks it completely failed but he was such he himself was a huge influence on hip hop you know Ice Cube's first rap name was Purple Ice he was a huge influence on hip hop himself, and he was always in conversation with the art form. So it's fun that this is what he started with. One thing, Matt, it's kind of interesting. I saw I saw something where he said that the guys who who laid this album out, that Prince was obsessed with each CD needed to have 
the way it was set up was hugely important to Prince, right? He said, you need to have a, a emotion when you get into the CD and you need to have an emotion when you're getting out of the album. So we're going to hear that twice here with this double album. So it's kind of cool. That, that song, by the way, got all the way up to number three in the charts. Now we have Play in the Sunshine. This is one of my favorite tracks on the album. It's some of the, some of the tracks are a little slower. This is like very fast. This felt a little more like some of the tracks on Purple Rain from my perspective. I like this one a lot. And I don't know on all these if he's playing drums live or if he's doing drums on the drum machine, but some of these were if it's the drum machine, he's just showing off because he's not doing straightforward programming. There's all these interesting a fills. Machine, Aaron. A Lin machine. <laughs> if you want to do your Wikipedia, it's called a Lin machine. And okay, I think right he on, also Russell. had some, I like it. some live percussion from, was it was Sheila on the percussion? I think that they were doing some of the same Sheila thing. E? Oh, Oakland zone. Sheila E. Right. Mm. Uh, next one. Housequake. Such a jam. Oh, this is unique. I cannot believe this is not a bigger song, Prince song, that I haven't heard this more. There's nothing on Genius about this song. Like, it's crazy. I, when I looked at how popular it was on Amazon, I thought it was going to be one of his most popular. It's not even close. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's him doing his, his funk roots. This is one of those songs where I feel like you could argue this is either Prince's greatest song ever or the worst song ever. Like, depending on your attitude for the day, this could be the best song you've ever heard or the most annoying song you've ever heard. And today... It is the best song I've ever heard. I love it today. Love it, Russell. My opening song, if I wouldn't have thought of the brilliant one that I came up with, was going to be playing Housequake with farts in the background. Every time he said Housequake, it was going to be farting noises. And I was like, you know what? I've already done that once with Sir Dookie. I cannot do that again. I think you may have made the right choice. That is a long time ago. It's true. Maybe, yeah. I, could, maybe I can do it again. But you guys you should applaud right me choice. for not doing that. I was pretty proud of myself. Restraint. For, yeah, Restraint. I, I'm pretty proud of that. That, by the way, he recorded that song the day after Revolution broke up. So when he's talking about how there's a brand new groove, that's what he's talking about with that. And that's also the first song on this album that he did this Camille thing that I've talked about, where he actually recorded his vocals slower, or he sang like a couple octaves down and oh, then tuned we'll it up. There. So it gives we'll him that very a lower note voice. and then you tune it up. So then it's a we'll higher pitch we'll and then it's a different. Sound. But I don't think he sped it up, right? I think so it's the, the same number speed. lower, but the speed is higher. I yeah, think it's he's like coding golf. Coltrane in that one too. I think he quotes giant steps at the end where it's ba 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 da da or maybe it's just me, but he's ba 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 ba. To me, that's Coltrane, and he's just you know he's a genius. He does what he does. Here's my brain right now. Don't interrupt. Don't interrupt, Aaron. <laughs> this is your brain on drugs. This is your brain on listening to Aaron talk about music albums on a podcast. Listen, we're talking about Coltrane and all the engineers. I mean, what is this, a train podcast? Okay. <laughs> what song is this? Ballad of Dorothy Parker. So this was one. This is the first one he recorded at Paisley Park. The board got was not totally powered, and which is why it sounds so muddy. But mm. Prince loved it so much that they kept it this way. Interesting. Aaron, you have this on vinyl, so yeah, there's 16 tracks on this. Is, the, is this the end of the first album, or, or how does this fit on? What jumps out to you on vinyl? Yeah, I, I think it is four, 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 the Moses Malone tribute. So I think it is. Nice. A, I think it's four to a side, um, and it works really well. It's a, it's really well paced, and it is one of those, at least on my copy, where it's sides one, two, and three and four. So you roll right through it all 80 minutes. We put it on yesterday and made it through the whole thing. It's really a, a nice way to spend your afternoon. This, 
I want to state again, my marriage is fine. Okay, everything's fine. Oh no. However, oh, no. that song was about him getting <laughs> in a fight. You can't take back, Rob. With Some his, he you was can't take back. He was engaged at the time, and that song was about him getting in a fight with his fiance. What's your guys' strategy for for close person fights? Is it? I, I I've told you before. I just go silent. I run silent like a submarine. And it doesn't work because it just builds up until I explode like a submarine getting crushed at the bottom of the ocean. By close person fights, you mean like the one like the ones in Batman Begins where it's like the Krav Maga style? Or are you talking about like fights with your but you've actually been in physical fights with your wife? There's I'm not talking about a physical fight because I would also not know what to do then. I would also I would do what very similar to what I do when I fight with Jenny, which is start crying. Whoever cries first wins. You have like a small sword or a big sword? Are you not entertained? Aaron, what's your strategy when you have a disagreement? Oh, no. I need some tips. I don't I do not do well with these. I don't have any good tips. No, I don't do well with these. I, in fact, I recently had one maybe three weeks oh, no. ago where I, I really failed. But I did take a walk around the oh. block, uh, oh. which I thought would help. Get away. You blow off some steam. I thought it would help. It didn't. And your wife tracked you down because she could... She could see the droplets from your wet pants. You're walking around. She's like, I know where you went. Look at these wet ass pants. Oh my God. He went right to the bar across the street to watch baseball again. You were in the garage with those rats again, weren't you, Aaron? <laughs> Strategy is definitely try to walk away before it gets too angry, but you have to make your exit graceful. And that's right. That's where I struggle is like when you're walking away, you need to try to make that, that walk away graceful. And I've, I've definitely not succeeded at that uh, in recent times. So that's, that's you've got to, you've got to be able to yell. You're just like your mother right as you close the door to the outside. <laughs> Because if you close the door too early, you don't hear the mother part. And then it's like, you're just like your, and then she goes, what? You're like, nothing. Zips up. This is Aaron walking away in his wet pants. Zips up. I zips mean, up. this is like, this is useful knowledge for me. How many times are you guys allowed to drop that? You're just like your mother. Like once a year, do you get Zero. like once every two years? I'm still, How often are you allowed I'm still, to do it? I'm still don't never going to do it. Listen, Zero. my wife loves it when I say she's like your mother. Cause Bernie is wonderful. She's an angel here on earth. Everybody loves her. My wife thanks me when I say that. <laughs> All right, so you guys were no help whatsoever. I appreciate it. Next, we have (laughs) it It. or IT. I don't know if he was talking about working on computers here or what. Wasn't that like the crazy looking clown? Was that it in the movie? I think it was, yeah. Well, the clown's name is Pennywise, if you want to get technical about it. I just, these songs where it sounds like he's like in bondage himself. Like, this is like just pure sex. It's just really something else. This CD is mucho horny, to quote Russell yes. on his date. It is mucho <laughs> horny. It is big time, big time horny. For example, the lyrics on this one I want to do it, baby, every day, all right. In a bed, on the stairs, anywhere, all right. Right. On the stairs. Like, is that something that we're shooting for? Like on the stairs? Now, first of all, I don't have any stairs in my apartment, so we'd have to go outside of the apartment. And I don't think anybody, nobody but wants to. I think to Prince see was that. very lithe. You know, he was only 5'4. He could I mean, really can you imagine himself, walking right? up the stairs, right? You're coming up the stairs and you just see me <laughs> naked, just going to town. And you're coming up from below. I, yeah, coming up from to be below fair, would though, be worse. That'd be bad. You probably, you probably outweigh Prince by a good. 150 pounds like oh at least prince doing it on the stairs is probably a much more possible thing than 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 rob doing it on the stairs of his is yeah high rise in manhattan or wherever the hell you live yeah i it would be tough because like it doesn't even make sense but can you imagine you're walking up the stairs and you hear that you hear you're like what is that noise and you're walking up you're walking up you're walking up and pretty soon it's just like somebody squeezing two bread loaves together like right in front of your face like what is what is going on here i don't know wasn't there a viking or a timberwolf or somebody who got Busted for doing it on the stairs, like the parking garage or something like that. I could see how stairs could be advantageous in the right, you know, 
configuration. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I don't have, my, my only stairs are my only stairs are the front steps to my house right outside. In the words right, of my friend away. Manuel, Ro- Rosie, let's let's talk about that. Like, yeah, right. Interesting. Like, let's let's talk about Matt, that. I'm gonna need you to come over here and take a picture of me while I'm laying on my stairs with no shirt on here <laughs> yeah. in about an hour. So if you right. if you could lay off that bottle of booze and come over and get my picture. Uh, what's the weirdest place you guys have ever done it though? I was once on a hike in uh, Switzerland. <laughs> And the person I was with is like, hey, we should mess around up on this mountain. There's nobody else up here. We should just do it. And I was like, okay. You know, even though I've just been hiking, I was like, there's no way this is a good situation going on here. And uh, sure enough, within two minutes, somebody walked right up behind us. And I was like, oh, great. This is awesome. I'm sure that this is exactly what they wanted to see. Now, they did think it was the Matterhorn. So they started taking pictures of it. And I was like, no, excuse me. This is not It's a large mountain for those of you that aren't geologic- geologically. Uh, Gifted with the, you guys don't think that's funny? The Matterhorn. Okay, I'm laughing. What do you want? What more do you want from me? I can't hear you laughing over the Zoom. Thinking of somebody taking. Oh, es un Matterhorn, and they're taking. I'm like, no, nine. All right, starfish and coffee. I like how you guys just forced me to edit out stuff by not talking. Starfish and coffee. This song is so good. Listen. You like this one, Rob? This is one oh. of your favorites? It's so, you can tell just how talented musically is. Matt, you like this one? What's your favorite song on that yeah, album I, so you far? Know, personally, the is anyone that doesn't have the drum machine. Yes. I think the drum That's machine is so drum. 19, early 80s. And yes. when he starts getting away from it, those are the songs that I like. And that's why I love this album. But. Mm. Yeah, that drum machine is a Lindrum. I don't know if I told you that earlier, but that's something I mentioned Lynn, before, the LM- podca- before the podcast one. started. Yeah, But the Lindrum is like super it's, super, it's such a 90s sound. Like if you go back and listen to all those 90s bands, that drum is just over and over and over. And I was going to do a list on it, but I didn't want Matt to get mad at me. So I, I buried that shit way deep Appreciate down. That. Matt, Matt, I buried it deep down where it will never come. But I'm going to, I'm going to say this anyway. I, I love starfish and coffee. I like what you guys have said about the sound of it and you're spot on with the music. So I'm not going to say anything about that. I love this little slice of life thing that Prince does because I believe Prince is from another planet. I believe he was not human, but he yeah, still had this way. Right <laughs> he still had this way of recognizing the humanity in these small moments. And here he is talking about a sort of, you know, special, kid in school and who knows where that story came from and he always had this way of being human getting to our level when like i 100 believe he was not from this planet and I, and I love the lyrics of starfish and coffee i'll listen to it all day long and twice on sunday he's definitely not from this planet none of us could have pulled off any of those stunts on the flight of stairs not that's one what i'm saying us. not one it's so funny because you can tell he wrote this album and then like had sex and then wrote a song right after he had sex because he'd be like Hmm, here's a nice sensitive song. And then he'd get all ramped up again and he'd make a song like Slow Love. <laughs> this song shout is out, about... Shout out Eric Leeds on sax on this one. This song is all about making love slowly. And when I listened to it, I, I all I thought about is how much I love slow-cooked meals. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole time you went... You went and plugged in your crock pot, Rob, and you were just letting that meat <laughs> sit in there the whole day. I had birria tacos for lunch today. It's like it's, 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 it's the opposite. It's like this meat is too hard. How do I get, you know, how do I get it tender? I'm going to slow it cook longer. it for a while. You when leave I, it in When longer. I come back home and there's a slow cooked meal ready to go, I am so happy. That is like my death. Everybody's happy. It smells good. It tastes good. Aaron, what slow cooked meal have you had recently? 
I just I had I had birria tacos today for lunch. I had two queso birria tacos. This is slow cooked beef with cheese. Uh, in this case, I was at Mocajete in downtown Oakland uh, with the handmade tortillas, and then they give you the consomme, which is the you know the the liquid that the beef was cooked in. Yeah, we. Know I, what I only had two is, of these. Please, I only had two two tacos, and I felt full up until about an hour before this podcast. I was so really, you had. You had slow cooked tacos for lunch. What time did you start those? You get up at like 4 a.m. and start cooking those or what? No, I went out. I went out for lunch today. In fact, I went out. For, oh. I should have mentioned that in my rolling going. I went out for lunch with a colleague. We had a nice lunch. Uh, I, thought you ta- didn't, I thought you didn't do personal stuff with work. Colleagues. Aaron's job is such bullshit to me. Aaron's <laughs> sitting there in his sopping wet jeans watching baseball being like, I think my kid has like a freaking haircut or something. I don't do things with work colleagues. This is a guy who used to be on my team who left my team. He, he, he used to report to me and he left. So impersonal. He didn't like and me as a boss. And now you guys go out and get beers on, and on, then a, we went on out Thursday and afternoon. I, did, I resisted the beer. I really wanted to have a beer, but I resisted. So I, I just All lunch. right. Here we have Hot Thing. Woo! Barely 21. Another sex song on here. Guys, drum machine. This is drum another machine. album where should we kiss our Zoom cameras all at the same time? Have you guys thought about that when I said that earlier? <laughs> when did you say that earlier? I'm getting some maybes. <laughs> he mentions a uh, crystal ball on here. That was the titular track. Oh, another second titular track here. That was the titular track off that double album that he wanted to do earlier. And that song he's talking about um, in the song Crystal Ball, which is off a different album. He's talking about a post. He's like, the world is going to end. Bombs are falling. We should screw right now. That's what the whole song is about. It's about like bombs are falling and we should make love. And I was like, dang, Prince is a single. He's on a mission. He's like, I'm just going to make songs about having sex on stairs when there's nuclear fallout happening. I'm going to do it slowly. It's great. It's like my mind, but he's musically talented. So when you put crystal ball and then that's like having sex and getting it on, right? That's. Put that together. Crystal ball. Crystal ball. Is that, doesn't your dad love crystal balls? Oh! Like this thing? I had multiple, <laughs> multiple intro quotes, right? I didn't want to call out Rob's old man, but hot thing. No. Hot thing. That's terrible. But that like, hey, that, like that's uh, that hot let's have thing. sex before the bombs drop is a very like 1980s thing. Right. That was the, we all, you know, that was people were growing up. To, he does it. He says it in yeah. 1999 too. Like, why does everybody have a bomb? And uh, every one of my, I, every one of my first dates, I always talk about the possibility of bombs dropping and it hasn't worked yet. I was going to say, <laughs> Russell, you should make a CD where it's like, psh, psh, psh. this is WCCO news. A nuclear bombs are falling. They will land in three minutes. If you want to make love with somebody, you should do it right now. And you're like, well, we need to make love right now. (laughs) Do you know where some stairs are? Uh, All right. (laughs) Just see if it works. Mm. She gets in the car next day. It's like, this is WCCO. Bombs are falling. She's like, no, I'm not. You played this last time. (laughs) All right. Forever in my life. Now, this is the ultimate pickup line, isn't it? Where he's like, girl, I just want to settle down with you. Here's that drum machine again. He's like, I want to settle down with you. So we should probably have sex right now. <laughs> it's the old meatloaf gag. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I'll love you forever. Now we're going to the second album, You Got the Look. Or Sheila. This is the third single, got all the way up to number two on the charts. So this is the biggest hit, right? Yes. Are any of, these, uh, the are any of the songs in this album hits? Have you... 
as this I'm is. not a huge Prince guy, I was never into Prince as a younger person. I gotta say, I don't know if I've ever heard any of these songs before listening to this album. Are there, the Purple Rain album has multiple hits. Where's the hit on this album? Is this it? This is this is the highest. This is the highest any of them charted. Yet another one gets to number three, but this is. And I don't know how many of these are on, you know, his, like, I think, I think a lot of us grew up with the, the hits B-sides compilation. I don't know how many tracks from this album are on there. It's probably not that many, but for me, the hits are adore, never take the place of your man. And that's starfish and coffee. In, in this, in this song, he mentions peach and black. And that's because for this album, he ditched his purple signature color for purple rain and wanted everyone coming to his concerts to wear peach and black. Can you imagine having to scrape up a peach and black outfit? Like <laughs> it would just be like a, me naked. He'd there's be like, a well, that crazy photo it's on the black. liner notes of the of the album. One of the jacket covers is him in like you know heels and jacket. a peach colored uh, suit and then black heels. Yeah, so I guess that's what he was going for at the time. But he ended up not touring with this album. Actually, he toured Europe and then canceled his UK and the America legs of it. So it never nobody ever had to look like uh, basketballs going to his concert. If, <laughs> This song, guys, I know we're running long. This song, we got to take our time with. If I was your girlfriend. I mean, this is a song where he imagines that he is a girlfriend of his fiance and talks about what it would be like. And I just I just want to play this one part because this is what Prince thinks a female friendship is like. This is so Prince. Just undressing all the time together. But I love the bringing together of eras, right? So you got the funk bass, there's the finger, the thumb slap going on, kind of the Bootsy Collins style bass. And then, and then, and then these other kind of synths are very of the eighties and, and Prince was 100% grounded in seventies funk. And so you can hear that he's taking the funk here, but he's making it laid back and it's kind of plush. And then he's playing with gender. It's definitely like, you know, you guys know me. I, I love to hear anything that's parliament or funkadelic inspired. And uh, it's just taken straight from George Clinton's playbook. I like this. One thing you you guys were mentioned earlier is some of these songs that he was using the Camille voice where he was kind of taking his vocals, speeding them up to kind of give a different pitch, right? And so yeah. I thought what we could do is maybe a bit, little bit of a list about the greatest songs ever with sped up vocals with high, higher pitch songs. Oh, oh my God. Like we tried that out. Oh, this is a great thought. It's, 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 time. it's just this album again. Oh. Song one, Housequake. <laughs> Shut up already. Damn. Get on the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> right, so just, like, knees. just like you were saying, Rob, so what they would do, what Prince did, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, is essentially he would sing a certain song in a, in a, a lower octave at a slower pace, and then they would speed it way up to kind of give that really high pitch, that different sound, and it made him sound like in this his kind of alter ego was Camille. So, so I went and looked at a bunch of other uh, famous songs that have kind of used the same methodology to kind of take a song, speed it up to give it a higher pitch. The first one is, you guys may remember this. This is David Seville. This is the witch doctor. He also was the guy who produced the chipmunks. Check it out. I'll give it to me here. Yes. <laughs> so that's David Seville. And this was in 1958. 
This song made it to number one on the Billboard. Oh, And wow. then he released the Chipmunks song for the Christmas album a few years later. Also made it to number one on the Billboard. So both those songs charted higher than You Got the Look, which is hilarious. Yes, both of them. <laughs> That's pretty weird. And both yeah. of those songs were higher than any song of this album. And this is no joke, okay? Witch Doctor, that was the first dance at my wedding, okay? I'm serious this time. <laughs> This is, you and can't see it on the Zoom, but I'm dancing to Witch Doctor. So th- this was the guy who did all the Chipmunks voice, and the Chipmunks song actually was the first song or the first album that made it to number one that was a holiday album. No other holiday album ever did it again until Rob's Girl in the red snowsuit, Ooh, Mariah Carey, so sexy. like 50 years later. So great. Oof, I agree with you guys. Super sexy. All right, next up on the list, we're going to go to a rock band here. This is Led Zeppelin. The song's called Ocean. There's a lot of rumors about whether this was like helium or they sped up. Uh, is it Robert Plant, the main yep. main singer for Led Zeppelin? All right, check this song out. This is Ocean by Led Zeppelin. Here it comes. So everyone thinks that this got sped up so they could boost his pitch a little bit. Really? He could not get there. So everyone thinks that they sped up Led Zeppelin to get that higher pitch. Oh, wow. That would be scandal. They stole that idea from a blues singer from 1924. (laughs) (laughs) It was taking helium on their porch. Exactly. (laughs) Another really revolutionary uh, use of the changing the speed. Maybe you guys have heard of this guy. His name is the RZA. Rob, you ever heard of him? Aaron, I don't know if you're into hip hop. Is he related related to the Jizza? I think they're related in some (laughs) manner. So the RZA, who was part of Wu-Tang, became very instrumental in using sampling of old music and speeding up the pace of it. And so this song is, for heaven's sake, by Wu-Tang. Check this out. You hear that oh, voice, yes. that high-pitched voice? Right. And so a lot of people say that the RZA was very influential in bringing that kind of high-pitched, speeding-up samples to give that high-pitched song with hip-hop. I thought that right. was very cool. and then cool. Kanye built his whole career on it. Oh, speaking of Kanye, <laughs> let's just jump right to the next Whoa. one. <laughs> this is Kanye West. This is Through the Wire. Kanye, like Aaron, you just said, he became very... You know what? They actually... This went on to become something called uh, chipmunk sampling, where right. they're essentially taking samples from old. Um, uh, help me out here, Aaron. Old soul uh, songs. Yeah, this is shock music. Soul songs, one, chipmunk yeah. soul. And so they would take soul samples and speed them up and add this. And Kanye, with all this production and all, a lot of his songs, he did this. So this is through the wire. Check this out. This is he's speeding up Shaka Khan, I believe, through the Shaka fire. Khan. Check this out. Wait, soul Shaka sample. Khan. Are we talking about Kanye's shoes? Yeah, so I turn tragedy to triumph. Make music that's fire. Yeah. Slip my soul through the wire. Through the wire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah? Yes. I was gonna have a And this one, I when you I, I I think it's it's it, like this song's interesting. You're gonna have to cut me off, but this song's interesting because when Kanye made it, he was speaking to people who knew the Shaka Khan song. But I didn't know the Shaka Khan song when I heard this. I thought that's really cool. And then 20 years later, when I finally heard Shaka Khan do Through the Fire, the whole song that Kanye was doing made sense. Shaka Khan has such a great voice. It was, it's really fun to think about different contexts that people experience this music through. It was interesting. When I was reading about this kind of pitch shifting and, and speeding up music, there was actually one person that coined the phrase chipmunk soul. Maybe you guys have heard of him. I believe his name is 
Quest Love. I think he's on the oh. Tonight Show. Have you guys ever heard of a guy named Quest Love? God, Rob, Matt, you ever show. heard of this not, guy? I'm not going to do that. I'm show not is so break good. Like, tears he, just... that, that drummer on the Tonight Show, he's so good at music. Isn't he's he? no Kevin Eubanks, but man, is he? He's pretty good. He's, he's talented. No, Max, whatever his name is. Yeah. <laughs> Max Weinberg, right? The last song on the list, and I kind of had to go a little bit out of order, but the next one, this is Akon. Have you guys ever heard of Akon? Oh, yeah. This is Akon a song called Lonely. Check, check this sped up, sped up high pitch lyrics here. This is badass. Akon's so good, I call him A plus con. A plus con. Oh. <laughs> Drive me crazy. Here, crank this up here, Akon. <laughs> this is just I, like Wizard I, of Oz. This is the. That's the Wizard of Oz, the Munchkin voice, isn't it? I unironically loved this song from the time it was released. It's such a whack song, and I love it so much. I will never get a, never get tired of it. I love it. <laughs> I got such a kick out of this. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, that. I love. That's such a great list, Russell. Good, good one. That's good a good list, one. Russell. I love it. I'm not going to lie. You sent me a list of the Witch Doctor, Kanye, and Akon, and I was like, I have no idea what angle Russell is going with this week. There was a Led Zeppelin in there, too. The Zeppelin one is a nice pull. Yeah, I never knew that. I cannot connect the dots on these at all. Next up, Strange Relationship. Oh, this is about our podcast. (laughs) This sounds like, you know, what begat New Jack Swing, right? In some way, maybe. Wow, that is a big take. I like that take. That's a hot take, Aaron. I'm down with it. Aaron thinks Prince started New Jack Swing. I love it. ABC, BBD, BBD. All right. That's the only part of that song I know. And it's not the right lyrics. Back again. I could never take the place of something that's too long. It's not on my Your man. (laughs) Your man. I love this one, too. To me, like, this is Prince. This is the songs I love with Prince. It's fast. It's upbeat. It kind of makes you smile. I'm just into this type of song here. Anthem. Anthem, Matt. Is it an anthem? Yeah, no, this is classic. This is one you can play in a stadium. It just rocks it out. It's, a good one. it's all about him saying to a woman, I can't sleep with you. It probably blew his mind when he wrote that. He was like, what? <sighs> is that something you can even say? That's crazy. <laughs> Imagine how many times he had to have sex on the stairs before he just said, I can't have sex with you. <laughs> the cross. <laughs> My, my notes on this, it sounds like a Creed song. You guys remember the band Creed? Oh, yeah. For some reason, I made a connection with Creed. I don't know why. Well, that's funny, Russell, because I was going to say it sounds like a Pearl Jam song, and obviously Creed was borrowing oh. from Pearl Jam, so maybe I'm wrong. But this kind of like just drums wow. and rhythm guitar like always makes me think of songs like Black or Yellow Lead Bitter or something. Prince Matt. also started Pearl Jam. Wow, Aaron, you've got no, so many hot no, takes come today. On. I no, 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 I didn't say that. I did not I say that's that. So Matt, good. what are your, Matt, be, what are your thoughts you know, that connections that without Pearl Jam has been linked to Prince and Creed? What are your thoughts on this? Um, it's all very well thought out, and I, I kind of agree. <laughs> I mean, and if you think of, I mean, I, honestly, I've had this conversation numerous times. You think of like Mumford and Sons. Mm. You think of all, there's, there's a few even new bands now. That's their whole shtick. Yeah. Yeah. Coldplay to some extent. You know, they start off really that guy. nice and soft. That one guy. That yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. You know, then everything, and then you just, you're ending with this huge ballad of noise that's coming at you, and it's it's kind of a but it gets you. for success. I mean, yeah, think of a song a, that starts really loud and then ends quietly. It, it doesn't exist. Nobody wants to listen to that. We want to hear stuff build. We're about yeah. building here. We're not about breaking down. It's going to be a beautiful night. 
live from France. I like this one because it, it's got the live audience in the background. I, yeah. I enjoyed yeah, the live fun, audience right? kind of being into the song. And just like Aaron in his wet pants, wee wee. <laughs> That's the one that you like, Russell? You like that joke, yep. huh? I've, I've hit that point in my bottle of wine, I guess. Russell's date was like wee wee, and Russell's like, hmm. Yes, yes. My problem with this song is that I just want to get to the last track. And Matt, we talked yeah. about this previously. Yep. I mean, nothing compares to this one. Well, nothing compares to you. AOL's 2010 poll of Prince fans. This is the number two Prince song of all time. What is the Adore or Beautiful this Night? This is. Uh, wait for it now. Are you? Are you? Do you have? Do you have two pairs of socks on? Because one of them is about to get rocked off. Mm-hmm. This is the best Prince song out there. Oh, Agreed. that's a bold statement. This Agreed. is yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what's going to get rocked off is my undergarments. This song makes me want to fuck. You have to listen <laughs> to the whole thing. We're not going to, but... Is this a door? What is this one? Yes. Yes. A door. Okay, now listen to what he says. I want you to listen to this. Now just listen, listen. Here it comes. Love is drugs. Yeah. So I'm now going to read the same lyrics, and you tell me who's sexier, Rob <laughs> Can or we have Prince. Matt read them or not? No, put them on the put them on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> the computer. Oh uh, yeah, let's let's we'll let the translator we'll, we'll, do. We'll take, let's take the Rob. time. Yeah. When we be mocking love, I only hear the sounds heavenly angels crying up above. Tears of joy pouring down on us. They know we need each other. They know you are my fix. I know. You know that I ain't cheating, baby. They know this is serious. I ain't fucking just for kicks. No. But I gotta have your face all up in the place. I mean, listen to this. I gotta have your face all up in the place. Maybe not the ride. So you guys all adore this song as the final song on the album, right? Yes. You all adore it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. You guys know there's someone else who also adores Prince, and that is Beck. Ooh. Did you guys know that after Prince died, Beck recorded a three-track uh, LP? I don't even know what that means. If it's a record, I don't know what that means. But it was actually called the Paisley Park Sessions. Beck was the first person to record an album in Studio A, which is the famous studio at guy. Paisley Park. Wow. So check this out. This is Beck. He did. He did. Uh, what are some of Beck's songs? I can't remember. Two turntables, whatever his songs are. But one of one of the one of the Beck songs is he did he did a compilation of all Prince's what the fuck famous songs, say? and this is called the Paisley Experience. This is Beck recording in 2019. This is him doing Raspberry Beret, which is the best Prince song ever that has not been on either of these albums. Check this out. This is Beck. Nice. Are you going to make me say Beck did it better for this, Russell? I don't yeah. know if I can. <laughs> hey, when it comes to being the first artist to record in Prince's studio, who did it better after he died? <laughs> Beck did it better. That's pretty Kinda. cool. He was the first guy to record in that's his studio. Cool. That's that's like that's a pretty cool. cool thing. It's an honor. Well, and yeah, I'll say this. You know, Beck, Beck won his Grammy in 2017 with Morning Phases, and he basically wrote and played everything. He, him and his producer basically mm-hmm. played everything. Very similar to this album. 
And so, you know, I think there there might have been some kindred spirit. Brent started Beck. Matt's with the hot takes. It's great. Yeah. I hope when Beck was at Paisley Park, if he found some pills, he didn't eat them. I would uh, stay away from that. Oh, jeez. We made it so Let's get into our final. (laughs) 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 Matt Matt laughed for the record. Yeah, Matt's laughing. He's not a loud laugher, but he's laughing. Everything, everything I laugh at gets cut. So that's what I believe. Laughing gets cut. The bold statement. Rob, Rob, did you see this big pimple I got right here in my face? Oh my god! I got to show you guys my fingernail. Sometime it totally fell off. I'll show that to you after this is done. The one thing that Matt has gotten cut in in a year of doing this podcast, he's got to bring that one thing up. He knows what you love, Russell. All right, listen, this is our rating system. Is this album at 45? Sino the times. Is this a rolling groan? Uh, That means that we did not like it that much. Is this a rolling well-toned? It's perfect. Or did this album get rolling boned? It should not be back at 45. It should be higher, which in this case is a lower number. So we're kind of doing a fraction here. Higher, lower, numerator, denominator. What does it all mean? I don't know. I didn't do well in school. So, Russell, what do you think? Is this album a rolling well-toned, a rolling boned, or a rolling uh, groan? What do you think? What's the rolling groan song? What's the moan or groan one again? <laughs> no, you're not making me say rolling moan again. I'm not doing that. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not some sort of circus monkey that works for peanuts. Anytime somebody says moan. Eh. I'm really torn on this. So, obviously, we're all... A lot of us have lived or were from Minnesota at some point. We have a Minnesota connection. We talked about whether we gave more credit to Purple Rain because we're Minnesota people. I love Purple Rain. I put it up in my top five. I was so looking forward to this. And the first time I listened to it, I got to be honest, it kind of disappointed me. I thought there were a lot of slow songs. There was a lot of things going on musically, but I didn't really want to listen to the next song. I didn't really want to listen to again. And then I gave it another listen and another listen. And all of a sudden, songs started jumping out at me. That Housequake song all of a sudden became a super cool song. And there was a lot of songs that that the more I listened to it started really resonating with me. So the first time I listened to it, I was kind of bummed. I thought it was slow. But the more I listened to it, I started to gain an appreciation for it. And I love a lot of the the songs on there. So I'm going to say Rolling Well-Toned. All right, Aaron, Rolling Well-Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown? What do you think? All right, well, I... I'm also a little bit torn about this album. This has long been what I consider to be my favorite Prince album. However, I will say I didn't discover it um, really until the the 2010s ish. Like it was never one that I was, that I got into a lot. So I don't have nostalgic feelings about it. I I dove in because I felt like I need to understand this album. Um, But I'm I'm sort of the opposite of Russell, maybe in a way. I I've always loved this album, and the more I listened to it, and the more I sort of studied it for today, I actually started to find things that that maybe bothered me about it. And Matt might talk about some of the drum programming, and I I see how that's dated you tried in a to way. Do that stairs thing, didn't you tonight? You and, tried to do the stairs thing, <laughs> and I can't do the stairs thing because I've only got three stairs outside my house, <laughs> yeah. and they're made of cement and the neighbors he's on an escalator he's like oh my god it's almost the top um and i do something about so for so listening to it it's my favorite prince album i think it's better musically not better but it's more interesting musically than purple rain but something about having done this all by himself is both impressive and so sad because as a funk musician he would have grown up listening to funk bands which would have had eight ten twelve fifteen members and he did away with the whole thing did it all by himself and just like it's like he killed 
the band in a way. I'm still going to say it's Rolling Boned because it was better than a lot of things that we've heard, but I'm torn about it. Matt, what do you think? Rolling Well-Toned, Rolling Grown, or Rolling Boned? Well, I'm just going to ask Rosie. I mean, if you are the best at playing that instrument and you're the best at playing three or four instruments, I mean, I get why he comes and does it, right? I mean, like he's exactly. got a vision. I mean, it's, it's you're right. It's like it's why Barry Bonds never made a great teammate, right? Because he couldn't understand why his teammates couldn't see the game the way he did, right? Prince started Barry Bonds. Another hot take <laughs> from Aaron. I love it. So I, I am going to say that I think this is a rolling, well-toned album. Um, I think that it's kind of like what we just listened to, kind of the same era of uh, Rolling Stones' career. You know, they had a bunch of stuff in the beginning. And this is where Prince is kind of turning into, I think, ideal Prince for me anyways. He's kind of still got some of those drum machine, 80s, poppy kind of things. But then just starts getting into that drippy, soulful, um, you know, heavy R&B, heavy jazz, heavy just down and dirty funk kind of albums that he gets. And it gets to more of his musicality that he's got later in life. And so I think this is just kind of the perfect culmination of going from the old to the new. And that's why I like this album so much, because it's got a little taste of, of everything. Yes. Um, and again, Adore might be, you know, it is my favorite Prince song, but it might, it's like a top 10 song for me of all time. I could just, I could listen to that song forever. And so for that, I'm just going to say it's rolling well-toned. The correct answer for this album is, Rolling Prince wants to bone. This album was super yes. horny. Yes. This was the this was the all time yes. horniest album we've done yet, and that's saying something because we did cover Kid A. Uh, this <laughs> album is so sexual. It makes me think like if you made love to Prince, do you think it would be fun? Like, do you think he'd be like just a blast to make love to, or do you think it would be more like Leonardo DiCaprio, who the rumors are that he puts on noise canceling headphones when he does it, which is always makes me laugh so hard. Just be like, Oh, this is my chance. I finally get to make love to the guy from Wolf on wall street. And he's just like, Whoop. he's like me walking around the house, noise canceling. headphones. What'd you say? I've always, been, you say? A, I've always been a bigger fan of the Derek Jeter cell where he leaves them the gift basket afterwards with like the signed baseball. and everything. <laughs> That's so good. That's not the one with the centaur painting of himself. That's you don't think anyone's against, like, right? this is my last, this is my chance to make love to the kid from growing pains. Like, don't you think that's like some people it's not, it's not all Wolf on wall street for the, Leo fans out there, right? That's true. Some of us do think of Leo as the guy from Growing Pains, like you, Aaron. <laughs> He's been to a bar across the street in like the last two days. He hasn't seen a movie in 35 years. All right. Next up, we're going from one of the most sexual albums to easily one of the least sexual albums of all time. What's up next? We've got the album that answers the question, who has more talent, Simon or Garfunkel? This is oh, Paul Simon's oh. Graceland. This is the first album we're doing where I know every lyric, every this note of this of album. This is an all-timer. It's so good. This album is so good. I think it should be called Greatland. That joke is closed. When you want to hear about close. the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> but you're just too lazy to look it up online. Graceland's so good. I've already got all those. If we can do it right now. Guys ready to go. Chat and then they get off track. Track. Double, double album. We can do a double album. No podcast. I've got the first podcast. That's Beck did it Beck better. Did better. Russell, thanks for the great date. My house has so many stairs in IT. Why are your pants wet?
<laughs> Why does it say it like IT? It say IT, right? Well, stop saying IT. I don't capitalize. That that was so that was the worst part of the day when I kept asking if you would touch IT and she couldn't <laughs> understand why I kept asking if you would touch IT. That's a good joke. That's a good Rob. That's Rob, a great you need to joke. apologize to me for next week for not laughing at my joke. You don't need to ever tell me that's a good joke because I know it is. That was so funny. You should touch IT. That, okay, well, then no, I don't like it when you say it like that. <laughs>